You know, guys, I feel like, for lack of a better way to start this podcast, which I'm sure many people are anticipating for many different reasons, um, I feel like I owe our viewers an apology. Um, Me you know, I, right off the top, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not totally certain that Dak Prescott is like the number one or primary or whatever reason that we got absolutely wrecked by San Francisco. Um, but I have spent the last season and a half staunchly defending him from criticism. And I feel like the loss to San Francisco made me reexamine Dak and the numbers and the development of Dak in a way that I had been blinded to, um, mostly by, I think, the player that he was prior to that. Um, I, I go back to um, 2021, which was kind of the peak of Dak's career. Um, he throws for almost 5,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, only 10 picks. And through six games, uh, Dak was on what could probably be considered like MVP pace. He was throwing, he threw four or three or more touchdowns in five of six games. He never threw more than one interception and he only threw one interception, I think three of those six games. Um, and he's, he was like through six games, I think he was like something like 14 touchdowns and three or four picks. I mean, he was absolutely blasting the league with the number one offense in the league. Um, and we won that overtime game in Foxborough, which was a huge win for the team. Um, but on the game-winning touchdown to CD, Dak did something to his hamstring, lower body, and that injury was treated weirdly by the team at the time. They, you know, there was questionable about whether or not he's going to play the next week. Then he didn't play. That was Cooper Rush's first start. Then is he going to come back? Okay, he is. We get throttled by Denver. All right, something's off. Okay, we we win a couple games. We beat like a, a really bad Atlanta team. Um, and I think I just assumed that Dak returned to Dak at some point, especially because at the end of that year, he has like a four touchdown game and a five touchdown game against some really shitty like Washington teams. Um, but this game, the San Francisco game made me go back and re-examine just like did something permanently happen. And I looked at Dak has played 26 games since that Patriots game. And I looked at the 26 games before that, which would take us like 20, like 2018, which is really like the beginning of Dak's ascendancy and uh, then through now. And in the 26 games prior uh, to what we saw uh, that, that day in Foxborough, um, Dak had, in those 26 games, nine games where he threw for more than 400 yards, two 500-yard games. Um, he had, uh, I think, like nine games or three or more touchdowns. He only had three games out of the 26 where he had more than one interception. And then coming out of that injury um, from the day he gets back in that Broncos game until now, he has zero 400-yard games. He has zero 500-yard games. He has 13 multiple interception games. Um, 
and he only has like four or five games with more, with more than three touchdowns. Um, and I look back at that season now, and it really does just look like the Dak that we've kind of come to know, which is this guy that shows flashes of ability. He'll make a throw every once in a while that is really impressive, but it just seems to me that he lost. There's a disconnect between the throws Dak, his mind thinks he can make and the throw he's now capable of making. And in the NFL, even a two or 3% difference in those two can kill you. You're going to throw more picks. You're going to overthrow guys. You're going to underthrow guys. Your touch evaporates because what you think you can do, what you see in those instantaneous windows and what you can deliver goes away. Um, And I, was blind to that because I was um, I was really in love with the player Dak was up until that day in Foxborough. Um, he had improved so dramatically from the guy he was as even as a rookie through 2018, 19, 20, and then to 21, which was kind of his his peak year. Um, and because the injury seemed so inconsequential, he only missed one week. Uh, I never really went back and looked at it, but. I think I've I've kind of arrived on the other side of the fence now, which is that I think something changed and Dak has never really returned to the pastor he was prior to that. And I don't know if I don't think Dak is so bad that you can't like win games. Obviously you can win games with Dak Prescott, but in a game like we played on Sunday night, where you're up against elite competition and maybe the play calling isn't great and things are going wrong. <clears throat> From a penalty perspective, your defense isn't there to, 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 you know, buoy you. I don't think Dak can elevate the team um, against elite competition. And that, unfortunately, puts you in a really bad situation. Um, so I think I'm, I've arrived on the other side of it now where I think, unfortunately, I think I have to apologize for, for defending Dak so staunchly when I don't think he is the guy that will win a ring as of now. So uh, Andy? I accept wow. your apology. <laughs> wow. I, I am, I, I really, I was really wondering if Andy was going to dress this up and come out the underside. There's been no greater Dak supporter. And uh, this is, this is where we arrive. So that's a tough way to begin the pod fellas. We didn't even get to the intro portion. Andy just had to pour his, pour his heart out of his chest with that apology. It is what it is, man. I've spent the last 48 hours really ruminating on it. Um, because two, if that's where the team goes, like you are embarking down a, dark, a potentially very dark pathway. Um, well, we'll get to all that, but it's just, you know, that's a t- it's tough to get there. I think we're definitely in a dark place. Uh, I'll I'll send us to this way. Uh, this is boys will be boys. It I is. am Ben Walker, Andy Gatelli, Zachary Love, and the reason we are such a dark place, if you somehow missed this game if god spared you from the atrocity that took place in san francisco it was a 42 to 10 victory for the 49ers an ass beating of the highest portion of the most thoroughness that could occur on any football field in the world um it's it we're in a dark place boys yeah I mean, I think there's no greater like expose game. So I, I watched, I watched this game uh, in presence of Ben for about first, you know, ten minutes. We were pretty excited, a little worried, but excited. Uh, then very disappointed. Then we were pissed, and then we kind of just became very, very depressed. 
I'll point out at this point, it's been about 20 minutes. <laughs> and then we honest to God had no reaction. Like we were unable to cope with it. So we just started finding it funny. Like that I, was I only, only made it through the first quarter laughing. I only made it to oh. the first quarter live. I watched the rest yeah. of it yesterday. Like I watched the replay. Um, but I watched the new Mission Impossible for quarters two through four um, and checked the box score from time to time. But was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't, I, 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 and, and maybe that's a testament to like what this Cowboys team has been for the last couple of years. Where like when a game gets going in that direction, I have so little faith that they will like battle and turn it around. Like especially it seems against, like they either steamroll someone. Yeah. Like bad competition, we've seen them occasionally flip out of a funk, but good competition. Well, or like or like the Eagles game last year in Christmas, where it's like you know they go toe to toe for the whole game. This just felt like from the jump they were just kind of outmatched, and I was like, man, the the once I saw that fumble, the Tony Pollard fumble play, where it like bounced it, off it nine different gets people. punched out, and then it takes this bounce where it manages to dodge every niner that is touching the out of bounds line, and then take a bounce where it will go back into place so that it makes, I mean, it was just one of those like one in a million terrible luck bounces. I was just like, man, this is just not, we are not built to, or, or like even the, the Micah Parsons offsides at the beginning where like he catches his feet, but there's like a toe on the line, they flag it. And then during that play, Debo Samuels fumbles, like that could have been this huge turnover moment that we're robbed of because Micah switches his, Stance in a weird way. We get called for offsides. Like it was, we were just not. First meant. run was Donovan Wilson ripping the face off of Christian McCaffrey for yeah, fifteen. You just yards. knew I it mean, was gonna. It was just gonna go poorly, and I've just seen it too many times. I I have I have a pretty long winded take myself, means, boys. If you boys it. will uh, give me some airtime here, because I too, like my uh, companion over there, had to. It took me a really long time to to figure out what I was gonna say when I got on this pod, like normally I, I, as Zach said, I, I couldn't even cope with what I was seeing. I couldn't even formulate a hot take of who to be mad at, like who primarily to blame. So to me, this was what I would say is a foundation shaking loss. Yeah. Like a loss that is so bad, like so to the core, that it makes you question everything. Coaches, players, quarterback, GM, uh, what this thing's been built on, what's next. It is, it is so, it, to me, the, 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 the metaphor I finally got to would be like, if you were in a cult and your friends and family have forever been telling you, Hey man, you're in a cult, you're in a cult. Like, no, it's not that bad. We're just like, these people are helping people. You don't get it. Like, it's really good. And like, no man, you're really in a cult. And this goes on for weeks and weeks and months, years. And you're like, no, I mean, they're doing so it's doing some good things. Like, look at look at the Supreme Father. He's he's really nice. Like, he's got some words. <laughs> David's like, actually a really good dude. Yeah, he's really good. Guyana. It's gonna be sick. And then somebody shows you irrefutable evidence, incontrovertible proof that you are in a cult. And your mind has to reconcile that. Like that's yeah, that's where I'm at, where I I don't know what to trust in this entire house of cards right now. Um so I'll start with the very top and the very most obvious one, and that's that the 49ers are simply on a different planet than you. They yep. are – we went into this thinking that, yes, they're very good. The 49ers are better than almost every organization in the NFL. They're juggernauts. But we really went into this, and there was a time not too long ago 
where we really felt we were on their level. And even when you lost in the playoffs to them last year, and even when you lost in the playoffs two years ago, you thought like, ah, one score game. We played a little shitty one score game. Who knows? Yeah. You get a, your old line healthy. You bring in Brandon Cooks. We're going to inject some speed in this thing. You get rid of Zeke. You say, okay, man, we need, we're just going to go Pollard. We're going to, we're, you know, we're going to bring the, the guy with explosiveness. We get rid of Kellen Moore. He's a shitty play caller. We saw him lose to this. It's supposed to be better. And watching that game on Sunday, it was so bad that I don't, like, it was so <laughs> not even close to what they were trying to do that I, I truly, that the first place your mind goes is, well, we can't beat them. So if we can't beat them, and the only measuring stick, which multiple players and coaches, well, at least players, call this a measuring stick game, yep. our defense in general, Micah Parsons himself, call this a measuring stick game, and to come up so short, I, you can't look at this game and think you have any, any sane person would say they have a chance in January. No, it isn't like so, a we had a bad day game. Right. So so this is where I'm going. Like if if the only goal for this organization since 95 has been at least since Bill Parcells was hired to turn this whole thing around in the early 2000s has been, hey, is this team good enough to win the Super Bowl? Is this team good enough to win the Super Bowl? And going back to the Colt thing, there's been times where I was this guy. I really believed like, yeah, if they just get in. I mean, they win 11 games. They win 12 games. They're really oh, yeah. good, man. I, this is the first time I've ever felt them years away. Like you look at this and I, I just can't tell anyone who listens to us in good faith. And I've preached like, enjoy the journey. Don't focus on the destination. But when you know that destination feels like it, an inevitable divisional round loss ceiling, yep. a division round loss ceiling, with, unless you get incredibly lucky with injuries, which has never been our case. Or someone else gets, someone else what I mean. manages gets incredibly to unlucky. the Niners. Yeah. Then, this team's not doing it, right? So if that's the conclusion, that this team is not the team that's going to break it, this team isn't the special team, this team's not the one that turns it around, then I go to what's next, fellas. And that's a really scary thought. And I have two two options I'm going to kind of throw out to both of you guys, and I just want to see how you feel, where you land, and all that. Because I'm not even sure I've made up my mind. And I actually don't think Dallas does either one of these, for the record. But yeah. The first because Jerry came out full throated support for Dak this week, like, of course well, he will, of course, and he should. For the record, he should do that. Like yeah. right now, it's not like we can do anything. So like to shit on Dak in week six would be actually very shitty of him. So for the record, yeah. So you have two options if you look at you look at teams that have tried to ascend to the mountaintop and the moves that they've made. From everyone from the Chiefs trading to Kadarius Tony last year, for the Sean McVay had a good quarterback in Jared Goff, a fine quarterback. And they said, that's not enough to get me to the mountain. And they traded multiple firsts to take Matt Stafford. And when Robert Woods got hurt, they said, fuck it, we're bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. And you know what? Who needs a pick? We'll sign Bobby Wagner. We'll trade for Jalen Ramsey. We don't give a shit about the future. You know, you look at. The 49ers who we're talking about, who have been close, closer than we've been for years. They've knocked on the door several times. And they're like, hey, man, even though we, Elijah Mitchell led the league in rushing and is a great running back, that's not enough. We're going to trade for a running back that gets a fat-ass contract, and I know it's a bad move, but we're just going to do it. 
Yeah, they have and eight you know what, of the. They have eight players that are the highest paid player at their position. And you know, and you know what? Yeah, we gave some picks. And you know what? The fact that we try to put everything in Trey Lance, it's not working. So we're just going to go with this Brock Purdy guy and say fuck it. We'll we'll just punt on this. You, ha- my point is, you have to have stones to make these decisions. You look at Philly, and again, an option Dallas could go. They are in a very, I think, similar spot with Wentz. And I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks. I just mean as an organization, they had yeah, to make a decision on him. And they said, you know what? We're going to write it out. We're not going to extend him. They go to the offseason. They decide, we'll move on. And they had a $48 million cap hit or something they had to eat. And they traded him away. They decided to roll with Hertz, get some picks. And it looked ugly for a little bit. And they came the other side. They trade for A.J. Brown. They give one of those first for him. They go get Devonta Smith. And boom. You get lucky with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni you bring in and Shane Steichen, and boom, you're relevant again. So I guess my point is, if you believe, if you're Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, and you believe this thing is on the right track, they have not really ever put all their chips in on the table. And if you want to go and beat those big boys, you pick up the phone and you say, hey, Las Vegas Raiders, yep, y'all pretty much suck. Y'all pretty much suck. How much would Devontae Adams cost? Because he's going to want out of there after this year anyway, frankly. Yeah. Like, oh, he he's going to demand first? a trade. Great. You call up the Rams. You say, Sean Payton, your entire team sucks ass. You're one and four. You're going to need picks to turn this whole thing around. You're done with Russell. Your defense is the worst it's ever been. But you have a cornerstone corner, and they don't grow on trees. Fuck it. We'll give you two first for Pat Sertan today. Then you go, boom. You, you, you throw your chips in. And those are just two I kind of came up with out of thin air. But uh, if you're really serious about this team being good enough to win, instead of just signing your guys and making the prudent plays for Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, which I liked at the time, I clapped yeah. at the time, then you really got to nut up and go all in, I think. And you just you push it all in and you say it's now or never for this team and these guys and you get additional help. If you don't go that way, I look at Spotrack, I look up Dak Prescott's contract. <laughs> Next year, final year of his contract, he's owed $60 million. Mm-hmm. They've supposedly been in contract renegotiation talks or extension talks. You pause all that. You're not done with him. You keep rolling out the thing on it, but you pause those talks. And he's got the rest of this season to convince you he's your guy in the postseason. If that doesn't work, you roll into the offseason, you don't re-up him, and you eat that 60 mil. And yep. will it suck? Yeah. Are you probably going to have to get rid of J. Ron Curse? Is Michael Gallup going to be a first or June first cut to make it work? Is Tyron Smith's career in Dallas probably done at that point? Yeah. You're going to have to make. Is Tony Pollard for sure not going to be able to come back to this team at his salary? Yeah. Which you're gonna I mean, have, that was that was going to happen anyway. So like, sure. but my point is, you're going to have to make a call. You're going to be a worse football team. You're going to have yep. to get rid of guys who have been cornerstone pieces of this thing. You're not going to be able to resign the LVEs and the. J. Ron curses and the Stefan Gilmore, who's parental anyway. And you make that call and you roll it out and, and he's got a no trade clause. And if you really want to say, Hey man, we're just going to tank and full pull a full Eagles. Then you say, I don't think he's the guy, but you traded for fucking Trey Lance. You say, we're going to roll with him, Dak. And you're going to have to be professional and you're going to have to sit there and take it. And if you want to wave your neck, that's his brand. Yeah, and if you want to waive your no trade clause and we'll, to send you somewhere else, we'll do that then. But and and Jerry is not a dick. Like he'll he'll work with Dak to send him somewhere, you know, 
somewhere with, that will help the team, and Dak will have an and opportunity to start. Him. Someone will absolutely trade for him for sure. Giants. For like, sure, dude. Look, Dak, like like we've said, the the haunting part of Dak Prescott is that while he may not be good enough to get you where you want to go, finding someone better than Dak Prescott is difficult, and, and so there exactly- are. A exactly. dozen teams that have never had a Dak Prescott that I'm sure would love Dak Prescott. The, the problem is we are in our eighth year with him. And if you look at these teams, they just they haven't gotten closer. And Andy spouted all these stats. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's what. But at least early days of Dak, he was always getting a little better. 2016, 17, 18, 19 takes the huge step. 2021 playing the best ball of his life. You cannot now given coming off the worst year of his career, which even that's a little overblown, but it was the worst year of his career. Looking at another poor statistical year with some weird game scripts this year, I don't know how you look your fan base in the eyes and say, we're going to re-up him four years, 200 mil. Because that's the thing. It's going to cost 200 mil. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't know how you can look your fan base and how I can tell the pod listeners that that is not the definition of insanity. And it sucks because I don't think he's – too bad not to win. I just I don't know how this thing if this thing can't get it and that's your call that they can't win, then you got to look you got to look to the future. You just yeah. I mean again, it's not a it's not a it's not about Dak being so shitty that like you can't win your division. And it's this about that this is Dallas. Mike is part of this too. This is Dallas and the standard is we have to win we, we're trying to win the Super Bowl. And it has become obvious that in a situation like many games in the NFL come down to, can your quarterback lift you out of one of these situations? And Dak no longer possesses that ability. It is three games against the Niners might be the three worst games of his career. They're Agreed. pretty bad. They're Agreed. pretty bad. And yeah. I know we were down 21 to 10 before he threw his first pick, I think. But he they weren't in a close, guys. They had eight total first downs in this thing. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was horrendous. I... Ultimately, I see three options that allow for you to try to keep this uh, something of this team together. Because there is like the fourth nuclear option, which is like effectively you blow the team up. Like if you go to a true rebuild, rebuild, agreed. Because if you do that, guys like Micah and CD are leaving. Like you have to make peace with that. Because like Micah Parsons ain't hanging out for four years of his prime while you've tried to figure out like what you want to do. You have CD's already at his breaking point for sure. CD's body language tells you that he barely wants to be here at this point. So I think your options are you very much along the same lines as Ben, you need to push all in, you go out and you get elite pieces that can make just about anyone look better. Your Devonte Adams is, et cetera. Um, I think like table stakes for this discussion are the Cowboys are not running an offensive scheme that can compete with the elite defenses in this league. And I understand why people were frustrated with Kellen. I was too. I'm not, I'm not really regretting that decision to this day. I still see Kellen's offense with a bunch of shortcomings, but what I do think you need to do is at the end of this season, you fire Mike, you promote DQ to head coach so that you preserve the defense and its identity. And you go out and you get a exciting high dollar offensive I'm, coordinator to bring an exciting, like, a, a modern NFL offense. Don't point out on that one. I mean, that was the whole reason uh, DC, uh, Dan Quinn got the Falcons job was because of his defense. And the Falcons had a garbage defense. Yeah, yeah they didn't have Micah Parsons and they didn't have, I mean, 
I mean, he had a lot of the same people. He brought a lot of Falcon defenders over. It does feel, looking at that Falcons team, that Kyle Shanahan's blueprints were probably a lot more on that run in the Matt Ryan's only good year in the NFL. I say only elite year in the NFL was with Kyle Shanahan as his play sure. caller. I'm not saying but, he didn't learn his lesson. But that's what you a need. Better, I, mean, but, I was going to say, yeah. honestly, they got closer than we did with Dan Quinn at head coach and a great offensive play caller. That's extremely fair, um, yeah. You find so, legitimately, I'm not joking, you find anybody who's, I don't care if they coach the fucking tight end on the team. You find anyone who has shook hands with Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel, or Kyle Shanahan, yep. and you give them play calling duties. You yeah. just say, hey, bring that here. I don't care yeah, if it's Mike a McDaniel, person, I saw an here. interview with Mike McDaniel this morning where he was talking, like telling funny stories in the NFL. He was an offensive assistant on the Browns when Johnny Manziel was there. And he was just like talking about how like how funny it was because you know the coaching staff was like oh uh, I don't think Johnny's reading the playbook and Mike was like yeah no fucking shit dude this dude's a fucking shithead like so there are those guys around the league these like young guys who were like they are thinking about football differently than like Mike brought in fucking Schottenheimer who's on like stop number eighty seven in this and league. look to be fair Kellen was a huge improvement after the Garrett Linehan for sure no, absolutely no. Kellen is a he is a competent OC. We just saw the ceiling that we had with him. Like yeah. that. That's my problem. I said the Chargers are looking better offensively this year. I said yeah, that they, 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 they game, do what we up to number five. Agreed, Look. but they do exactly what we did, which is like they put up a bunch of points and then they die when it matters. Yes, like my, yeah. This my, again on the, the Kellen thing because I got into it on Twitter with a couple people and people. There's a lot of like, oh, Cowboys should have kept Kellen more shit today, which is the worst. And we're about to play them. It's only going to get louder. It's my least favorite narrative coming out of it. I think two things can be true where Kellen had to go, and it doesn't look like Mike and Schottenheimer are the fucking fix. Agreed. Well, and the fa- frankly, when they fired Kellen, I think all of us were a little weirded out slash surprised by the fact that their answer was, "I'll do it." Like That's Mike trying to save his yeah, job, one hundred percent for sure. So, anyway, there's that. I think, as far as QB goes, I think you can try to build. You can try to like take one last push with Dak surrounded by a bunch of elite shit and better scheme. And then I think there are your options for you really get one shot at a quarterback after Dak. One you could mess up once, and then the team falls apart. Like you're not going to get to like do the early 2000s cowboy things where you're like, is it Quincy? Is it Bledsoe? Is it the next guy has to be the guy? Or a lot of these dudes are going to where you look out. like the Browns, where you have a different sure. quarterback every five. Days. Um, so I think the two that I have kind of landed, two options I've kind of landed on personally are many, many people think that the Chicago Bears are going to draft Drake May at the third spot in the draft out of North Carolina, and they're going to sell on Justin Fields. Personally, I think Justin Fields has the talent to be the guy, especially with talent around him. If we can get him, I think that can work. Um, or, or at least I can be convinced that it can work. I'm not sitting here saying he's immediately better than Dak, but I have seen flashes of ability from Justin Fields that lead me to believe that in the right circumstance, Justin Fields could be the guy. Option two is you, like Ben said, you work towards the point where Dak releases himself from the no trade clause. You get him out of here and you use some of that draft capital to move up in this draft and you go after a guy like Shador Sanders in the teens. Um, 
I would actually really be excited to see Shador Sanders as a cowboy. I think he has a ton of the tools that, you know, if you had to make a list of things you wish Dak had more of, um, dynamic mobility, touch, being able to complete passes on a bunch of different platforms with a good, you know, I'm going to use the horrible term here, very catchable ball. Um, Shador has all those things. And on a Colorado team that has lacked in talent, he has fought them into games like against USC. He went toe-to-toe with Caleb Williams and put on a really great show, including some touchdowns that I don't think Dak could throw on a college field. Um, so I think those are some interesting options to explore. I think what it's going to come down to is, and Ben highlighted this, um, you know, the Cowboys had this reputation for many years of being like this very aggressive team where they would like, fuck it, two, two firsts for Roy Williams and bit him in the ass on many, many occasions. Um, now they have gone very far in the other direction where we don't even pay attention to free agency because frankly, we're just not players in it. And they're going to have to, is they're going to, I think if they want to make this team work, they're going to have to make very dynamic moves. Like Ben said, I just think it is insane after what you saw on Sunday to believe that, oh, a different week of prep, a different film study session, and this team's going to break through against that 49ers team come January when they're tooled up trying to go to a Super Bowl. Um, I don't personally feel like the Cowboys have a coaching advantage on the offensive side of the ball, basically in any game. Like I never feel like, Oh, Michael out, outthink this guy. Whereas Shanahan dude, like he's just always, that Niners team is kind of always dangerous because they've got, not only do they have a tremendously advanced scheme, they have, they're playing a different kind of game. Like, they have a bunch of guys that effectively do not have traditional positions. They're using Debo in all kinds of interesting ways. They've been able to turn Brock, who I guess, you know, I just need to fucking eat crow. I mean, after what Brock did to us, it's kind of like, well, I guess I can't, you know, talk any shit on Brock ever again. Like he, he definitely just like good, man. Like, us. So like maybe I may have to put the hand up on him. I, I think so much of it is Shanahan and the weapons, but he is good. I mean, he's better than, I ever saw Jimmy G look under the same exact scheme. Well, and I'll say this. Any other guy that Kyle Shanahan's ever had out there. He does the little things incredibly well. He's a footwork technician. He finds the soft spot in the pocket incredibly well. Dude, that throw over the middle over LVE's head was a fucking dart. That yeah. It, whereas like throw. many throws, even ones that like, I'm not talking about highlight real plays here, but like the third and three on, in our, on our own 10 where Dak took a sack. Um, there are completions available on that field, but Dak's footwork took him out of the pocket. He put tremendous stress on Tyron Smith. He's drifting backwards and then out of the pocket, so he can't step forward and deliver a throw. He has to throw kind of fading backwards into the end zone. He's now seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, so you're punting seven yards deeper than you would be otherwise. That's At minimum, that should have just been a throwaway. Like All those things, he's really, really good. He's a highly polished guy. So. Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, Zach, we've been I, ranting for a while. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I want to give you a chance to give your words in. Uh, I don't know where you've landed on this or your big takeaways, but 
feel free to I hit mean, it. I'm, I'm glad that we're all in agreement that a rebuild or however we choose to go about it has to involve a change of quarterback. I'll just remind people, I've not been a Dak hater. I've been constantly painted as a guy who just hates Dak. It's never well, been Zach true. also didn't watch the team when Dak was good, which is a tremendous advantage. That's not true at all. That's not true all either. That's not even close to true. I was on the pod when he was really good. I was watching just fine. I remember watching it. Uh, ben was saying that he wanted golf over for Dak. So I, I remember this. But what I have I don't think anyone has ever said that. I don't believe any human has ever expressed that. Ben absolutely said that. In like 2018 was, when he was at exactly, McVay, you're going way back. Yeah, like when Dak I'm, I'm could still barely happened. throw a football. Yes, and and they went to the Super Bowl. Yes, I did say I thought golf was better than one good year. Okay, yes. maybe. I, I did say that. Now, I didn't. At the says, time, we didn't realize that McVeigh was an absolute genius. I just was like, "Oh shit, he's got him working." You know? That's fair. I'm, I was just pointing out. You know, I watched Dak when he wasn't very good, up to him being good, to now, and I've always been a doubter. I've been skeptical is the best way to say it. Where it's not is he good, but it's will he allow your team to win a Super Bowl? Which I think we're all kind of agreement a crazy that, high standard for anybody. Yes, yes, but it's the standard that we have. I agree. How many how I just, many quarterbacks, I just wanted, I just how many quarterbacks in the league today are better would 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 allow this Cowboys team to win a Super Bowl? Uh Brock Purdy, I think, would. That is hilarious. Oh God, I, you think I, Brock I, Purdy with, with Mike McCarthy's play calling and our and our well, are, are you saying Dak's not the problem? You saying we need to keep Dak? No, I'm sa- I'm saying that like we are it is we are asking for a lot. Like Dax, I'm not denying we're Dax asking not, for a lot. I'm not saying yeah. Dak's garbage quarterback. So you're just a I've been saying, believer. Oh, I just threw that out there just to see what Andy said. To be honest, no, I'm just. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying Purdy's bad. Purdy's just not one of the four quarterbacks that are capable of like taking any team to a Super Bowl. I think what really hurts if we're going but to Dak Dax is thing shown is Dak no recently longer can use his legs. He can't use like, his legs, and I think that he's shown recently that he gets mentally scrambled. If we come out there and we basically get punched in the mouth. Dak doesn't really recover from that. He well, used to. He looks- used to be down by 20, that Falcons game where he came back. He used to come out there, no matter what the score was, he'd throw three, 400 yards. We haven't seen that in a long time. If we come out and we're not looking hot from the beginning, the other team is, we just have not seen Dak recover from that at all. Yeah, I think it's a I, lot I mean, of mental stuff. It's And, and I, I keep going back to when I watch – a lot of these bad errant throws, it really comes off to me like a disconnect between like when you're a quarterback, you've trained your brain to work in such a fashion that it's like, when I see this image, I can make that throw. And I think there's a difference, a delta now between the image that he has in his mind labeled as makeable throw and the actual capability he has. And so but he goes, that's an open window, and he throws it, and there's 4% less zip on the ball, and it's not an open window anymore for him. So, yeah, I would agree. I think that's that's largely a mental He used to be so good at that, too. He used to he be just, perfect throwing the needle. What I watched with Purdy, too, and I watched the San Francisco, is just, like, pure confidence. Like, he, mm-hmm. Dak, young Dak, what I used to really give him, even when it looked ugly, that dude played with a lot of self-belief. Well, oh, look at look at go back and I watch just Dak. Don't know if I at, see that right now. Go back and watch Dak's preseason games as a rookie when he would throw like like I think in Dak's first preseason game ever, he went like 8 for 9 with three touchdowns and he's just out there slinging it, dude. Like no fear. It, 
it's weird to think like, where's, you know, you think like, Oh, where's that now? Um, but yeah, it truly is. I mean, like Purdy has never lost a game ever in the NFL that he's finished. like, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like he's yeah. never, he has never walked off the field a loser. Like well, in his that's professional like 2016 career. Dak. Do you think 2016 Dak was more confident than Dak today? Like probably dude, but then he's today? been, he's been through like significantly more like heartbreaking adversity. He's been through, I mean, he was the darling. Did you remember the three week love affair people had with Dak throwing a cup at a trash can and then getting up to put it in like that's where people were with Dak. And then now it's like, wow, dude, during practice, someone said Dak sucks. The team hates him. Like he can. I also think it's worth pointing out. He's the longest tenured quarterback in the entire NFC that like since 2016, every single team in the NFC has finally said like, it's time for someone new. Like this is just the way the world works. Like, well, I, and okay, and it's not like we went years and years and years of him sucking. We went effectively one season. I mean, like in twenty twenty one, he looked great. I don't even think he sucked last year. He just no, he, was, he didn't. Like he got injured, and and he looked worse than what we are used to. He turned the ball over yeah. more than he ever has. But that yeah. was it. He made a few real bad decisions that I don't feel like For sure. he didn't used to. That was what most stood out to me. I th- and like, I think me- we. And and we did we did him no favors as far as like getting rid of Amari was fucking stupid. Like we kind of like regressed our weapon set back to like we really realized when we got rid of Dez with no fucking plan how dumb that was. And we were like, hey, we have to get weapons. We went out and got Amari, then we draft CD, and then we've got CD, Amari, Prime Gallup. We're like, this is tight. And then we were like, oh, Amari didn't do enough. This is bad. Let's give him to the Browns for six buckets of peanut butter. And then we were like, wait, how come our offense isn't as good anymore? I mean, like we, we do dumb shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, unfortunately the NFL is so fucking short lived. Like the windows for teams are so small. And when you have guys and you have special players, which I do think this team does, I think CD is special. I think Micah is special. I think Diggs is special. Um, even a guy like Tyler Smith has the potential to be a special player. I mean, he's like Zach Martin might be the best guard who ever lived. Yeah. Like those guys don't have extra years on their careers to just like, well, you know, in 2027, I think we could really make a push for this thing. Um, so I yeah, think man. this is what it feels like too. It's it's it reminds me a lot of in basketball when you're you're constantly like a four, five, six, seven seed. And every year you're so you're good enough to be like Dak's good enough to be the best point scorer on like the sixth, fifth best team in the Western Conference. You know what I mean? Like he's James Harden. I don't know, because Harden's a quitter, but someone like that that oh he <laughs> Harden's puts like, a quitter. <laughs> Yeah, he the generational quitter, like quits on every team he's ever lived on. Um, my point is, like, he's good enough to be, he's good enough to get you into the dance. And now we're finally like, man, I've I've seen this. Like, it's so hard to appreciate what's going to happen because I I honestly think. So I talked about the two options that I think. What I really think Dallas is going to do, and what I think Stephen the Virginia Creeper. Jones is going to do up there. Stephen Caution. General McClellan Jones is going to do. <laughs> what McClellan's going to do up there is he's going to throw his hands up, be cautious as fuck, 
We're going to ride out the rest of the season with minimal big changes. We're going to somehow, because we were the, were the bully in the schoolyard that can find the pipsqueak and beat him up and steal his Dude, lunch watch money. us beat the Chargers by three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, there's so many bad teams out there in the NFL that we will – we will find a way to 10, 11, 12 win games unless this team loses all confidence, which I don't think they will because we already have Micah saying we're better than San Francisco an hour after losing 42 to 10. Oh, yeah. He's out there being like, George Kittle needs to know it's laugh now, cry later. We'll see him in January. Yeah. Like, God damn. Like, I wish I believed in anything as much as you believe in yourself, dude. Like, I don't, believe in, I don't believe in <laughs> gravity like Micah Parsons <laughs> is in his own ability, dude. I didn't love that, but I do love that that guy – just will never leave a football field not thinking he's the best human on the planet. Like, he definitely walked off that field losing by 32 points, being like, man, we had those motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> These Fuck. guys suck, dude. These guys <laughs> like, man, y'all, lucky, y'all lucky there wasn't a fifth quarter, dude. Yeah. I was about to turn that bitch around. <laughs> Which, hey, you know what, dude? Like, fuck it, bro. The That's rational awesome. confidence, man. He's awesome. I'm, I'm glad he's doing that. I just yeah. haven't been paying attention to it. because Which – I have literally avoided all fucking media of any kind. Like, I I don't want any of it. I do want to point out, though, that... Especially our own stupid fucking fans that are like, dude, we need to bench stack right now, and Trey Lance needs to be starting. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. So We need Trey Lance, and we need Kellen Moore back. On that note, what uh, the Kellen Moore stuff's... And Schultz. On that note, what I honestly think Dallas does is rides this out, gets to 10, 11, 12 wins, which probably is... 12 seems out of the picture right now, but we'll see. 10, 11 wins probably gets them the five seed in the NFC, meaning they'll play the shittiest division winner, which will probably be whoever wins the NFC South. So you're looking at a Falcons team, a Saints team, or a Bucks team. We'll manhandle them in the wild card, pat ourselves on the back, and then we'll play the big boys and get you know, a moral victory from Jerry when we lose by seven. And, and, and that's what I mean. Like we've just gone down this road too much. It's not all indignation on Dak. It's it's just that this is where we are. This is who they are at present talent with present coaching. And unless they get just an elite offense installed and play caller, and we didn't even talk about, we haven't even gotten to this, and we need to the defense, which was supposed to be the absolute cornerstone of this team, got their shit pushed in for four. <laughs> George Kittle didn't get tackled once in the whole game. No, he didn't. I mean, they made Brock Purdy just – he didn't miss a throw all night on this. Well, and, and I and I will say, like shades of that again, like I keep going back to that Broncos game in 2021 where we lost like 30 to 13. Very, we made Trevor Simeon look like Joe Montana. The difference like, was this defense wasn't supposed to do that. When you, yeah. when you, when you believed that this team was a Super Bowl team, when I got on this very podcast three fucking podcasts ago and said we're winning the Super Bowl, it was because I legitimately thought this defense was the best defense in the NFL, and they are so laughably not. And look, yeah, I know Trayvon Diggs left. That's a huge blow. I'm not going to act like it, but man, if you remove one piece from the chessboard and you still and you don't know how to play anymore i don't know like that's 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 old jason garrett shit you know Uh, dude it was and i mean again it's just like they're just not even covering like primary playmakers like guys are 10 yards wide open they just looked like they completely didn't show up again j ron curse lined up off sides yeah that was god 
like we said the other night, like we we were kind of laughing about the the Bills comparison, where it's like we either throttle teams or come out completely flat. Like, I don't know how many times, and it's weird because it's like normally that's a symptom of like a coaching staff or like a culture within a locker room. Like, we've seen that across multiple coaches, multiple OCs and DCs, multiple quarterbacks. Like every Cowboys generation I've ever ever watched has done that shit and it is infuriating it's infuriating like this this defense though i i'm not even talking about i mean micah micah just barely even existed dude micah barely even existed i agree they had this defense legitimately i you could convince me they aren't good like watching that game and I yeah. thought this was the best defense in the NFL. Like, I, I, I honestly don't know what to expect from the Chargers. I, I really think if they're great front runners, oh, my God. I mean, if they get a lead and they can just pin their ears back and you have a shitty quarterback and a shitty O-line, yeah, they'll eat you up. But, man, if you got any sort of will or fight or run game, I don't know. I don't know. And Kellen knows Dan Quinn. I, I'm really interested to see how Sunday plays out because you could convince me that they're going to hold them to 13 and they're going to bounce back and Mike is going to have two and a half sacks or that they're going to give up 30 fucking five. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't know if I believe they can boat race anyone. I really don't. I'm really worried about the offense. I, I think if the defense doesn't generate multiple turnovers that this offense is kind of like CD right feels like he kind of doesn't care. At this point, I saw a stat. So through five weeks last year, he had 50 targets through five weeks. This year is 35. He was asked, and I don't know if you saw this quote, Andy. He said, what is the identity on offense? He says, man, I don't know. And then they asked him, shouldn't you after five weeks? And he goes, I guess so. I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't, that doesn't really inspire a ton. And I know he's pissed off. It's right after the game, but he's, if you watch the all 22s on two of three picks that Dak throws where you could argue CDs open in two of them. He legitimately throws his hands up in frustration when the ball's thrown. Like yeah. just, and I love wide receivers with a little diva. Cause I, I do go back to irrational confidence. I do think that those guys, the best of them are wired a little bit different. They're just a little bit of insane human beings and he really wants the ball, but man, his body language was bad in Arizona and it was bad last or Sunday night. Mm. Yeah, man. I just like, I feel like I just don't like if you, if I like on the way out of my office tonight from recording the pod, if I fall and bump my head and I wake up and it's April and I'm like, oh shit, I'm in a hospital bed. You guys come to see me. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, we got Shador Sanders. I'd be fucking stoked. I'd be very excited. What do you think? Uh, Crystal ball this everyone right now after the worst loss and we can, snip this part for for you know the the socials but right now crystal ball after this loss final regular season record man it it truly is like it could go so many different ways i could see them being a nine win team and i could see them being a a a 12 win team um i'm gonna say 10 and 7 i was gonna say i'll split the difference i'll say they win 10 games Zach. No, I think we're going to win nine. Ooh, so Zach's really good. I mean, one game lower. Nine I, and eight. So the team is going to have to – I mean, they're definitely feeling similar to what we're feeling. Either they like potential, small small potential. 
that they all kind of come together and realize what they're doing is it working and they all have to you know try harder do try out different things they start fixing it or they just get frustrated as all fuck and we see them just kind of really fucking suck next sunday bottom out i can't really tell you what they're gonna do but honestly i i'm leaning towards they're just gonna yeah bottom out because i do not feel some players in this team are very mentally tough but overall i don't don't feel like this team is they're next so hard to know if you said they are their next six games chargers on monday night rams at home eagles in philly giants at home Panthers on the road, commies at home. I mean, that is four very winnable games and two games. I'm, I'm saying, I think that they'll eventually recover if they do bottom out. They're not going to be like that the rest of the season. And But I could see the it problem, losing us some see, games the, that we should. Not, but see, here's the other thing about the Cowboys. They do not have the decency to let you off the hook this early. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys will, because of how – much they are the most they are the most abusive partner there has ever been they are the they are the perennial like beat the dog shit out of you in a motel room and then bring you flowers later and you're sitting there with your black eye telling them like you're sorry this can't happen again yeah i'm so sorry i i should have shut up i should have shut my big stupid whore mouth um they i would not be shocked at all if they blasted the chargers like beat the Eagles in Philly like convincingly and suddenly we're like, no, they've got it all figured out, dude. They they needed that loss to San Fran. Like they needed that shit, dude. Now they've all come together. Ben so disgusted by this take that he just <laughs> like, fuck you, Andy. So but I seriously I wouldn't be shocked at all if by like if by uh if by the end of the year, like they're in the wild card race and we're sitting there being like, you know what, dude, like it's a different team than they were in October, dude. Like, I really think they could do it, man. Like watch it happen. That Sorry that my take was so disgusting that you decided to depart, Ben. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to open a tab and I accidentally clicked out of it, but I assume I, I, I get where you're going with it. I, yeah. They'll, they like, rattle off a string of impressive victories and down the stretch, you know, time time heals, time at least scabs over the wound. I just, Especially if, like, McCaffrey, like, don't want this, knock on wood, McCaffrey gets injured or something, and the, the 49ers yeah, aren't I mean, the Niners anymore. have historically bad injury luck, too. Yeah. They really do. Um, uh, And this is where I go back to. If they win 11, 12 games, it's just – it's so hard to get the stink of this one off of you. Like – they could they could exactly go eleven and six, which would be a good season for almost any franchise in the NFL. Would take eleven and six if you gave it to them preseason. Maybe even the Chiefs would take eleven and six if you gave it to them in the preseason. And I just don't think it means anything when it comes to January. I mean, that's that's just the sad truth. And so it's 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 going to be. I know how we are. I know we're all just so. What have you done for Lee lately? And Andy's right. If we win the, if we win these next three and we beat the Chargers, Rams, and Eagles, I'm sure sitting at this record, looking at us at uh, five, six and two, we'll be like, well, I mean, we're not bad, guys. Um, it's just so disheartening. I, 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 I don't think I can take the cheese again, and I don't think Dallas can. 
And what I really think's happened, I didn't get to this take. I think they play out the string and they extend Dak in the offseason and they move that money over because Stephen the McClellan Virginia Creeper will just not allow them to have a sixty million dollar cap hit. And uh, dude, if they really if we really are gonna have to do four more years of Dak, like dude, I really bet C D just says no. Like <laughs> I really think I I'm just saying, dude, like if he's doing this shit now. Like what you think Dak's gonna get better when he's no, thirty two? Especially if you're giving him fifty mil a year, which is gonna be the going rate. Yeah, man. Like we'll be we'll be that is the And uh, then you gotta and then you gotta bring in a new coach to convince him to come here. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what they do, but I don't think they eat a sixty million dollar cap hit. I it's gonna like, depend on the fan base. I don't think Jerry's gonna keep Dak if the fans are hating on him. Real strong. Give Dak his uh his extension, but he has to remove the no trade clause, and then flip him out of here, and then fucking poach Lincoln Riley, and then that's where I was going. Like roll tide, dream, maybe. You could get anyone. I would say fire Mike and them at the end of the year, clean house, and bring in Lincoln. And yeah, at, least, at least you're gonna have a fun ass offense, man. Yeah, dude, bring in Lincoln, dude. Get me Lincoln and Shador, dude. Or fuck it, dude. Give me Lincoln and Justin Fields. I'm I am very confident we can figure that shit the fuck out. Yeah, it, I mean it's all bad. The fact that we're here after where we were in week two is just the highs and lows of the NFL, boys. But this low was it just felt different. It felt different than any oh, yeah, loss we've had. It oh, is. it was. It's what the Giants and the Patriots went through. It's it's exactly. I mean, like I said, every year of my Cowboys fandom, I have felt like, oh, if if things bounced right, if things lined up for us, this team could win a Super Bowl. Even teams that went eight and eight, I thought that about. Dude, I believe a yeah, lot of Garrett just, Robo teams the wild card, were man. like, just get us in yeah, there. Just exactly. Us in there. They don't want to see us, dude. <laughs> we're clicking at the right time. Like, this is the first time ever that I felt years away. And what really scares me about the other side of this is that I think people, especially Cowboys fans that are younger, don't realize how ungodly lucky the Cowboys franchise has gotten with QBs. Like there are teams that have spent took outside of the first ten picks and hit on both is insane. Yeah, like the cow, like many teams. Like, dude, look at the Texans. Like, if Stroud works out, which it looks like he is, but shit, Dak looked great as a rookie too. If like if Stroud works out. That will be their fourth attempt at a top five quarterback, and it will have finally paid. To be fair, they hit on Watson. He is just a creeper. Well, that counts, dude. Like, if your quarterback gets gets yanked because he's a fucking molest, doing the molest, then yeah, it is. Can I ask you a a comp that I I didn't want to interrupt you on when you're giving all your Dak take? How similar do you think? him and Russell Wilson career arc post and pre-injury type stuff. It's, it, it's all warped by the fact that Russ got a ring so early. Yeah. Um, but I just mean like to what he looks like, like Wilson before. collapsed much harder without. Yeah. Hey, could Dak be there in two years? Yes, yeah, it could happen. Um, I think Russ, I again, like it really depends on like what you attribute Dak's, 
thing too. Like I'm, I'm a believer in the fact that Russ can largely be, I think one Russ was a little bit buoyed early in his career by the fact that he was on an elite team. And I don't think he was necessarily that great. Um, and I think Pete Carroll drastically mishandled Russell Wilson. Um, but I think the success that Russell Wilson had, uh, was a, a huge, a huge piece of it was the work that he was doing. Um, I know you brought this up. His, his, his yeah, his, his, like his guy, um, who was also Tom Brady's dude and Ichiro Suzuki and like all these like top Lewis Hamilton, like all these top performers use this guy. He's the inventor of kind of that neutral thinking mindset that like so many athletes are huge proponents of. And this dude like lived with Russell Wilson day in and day out for like 10 years. And then the day Russell Wilson, like it's like right after Russell Wilson gets traded to a new environment, new team, new playbook, that guy comes to Russell and it's like, Hey, I didn't want to tell you, because I didn't want to upset you, but I'm dying of cancer. And a week later, this dude's dead. Like, mm. I think that threw Russ completely off kilter. And I do think Russ has like a touch of maybe on the spectrum a Dude, little bit. That Marshawn Lynch interview where yeah. Russ seems to Zach, you gotta you call that? somebody to call to have Russell call you type have, stuff. Oh yeah, I've heard about that stuff. Yeah. It's it's an interesting interview. It's uh it's Marshawn Lynch getting interviewed by Shannon Sharp, and Marshawn is just like the most authentic himself human maybe currently breathing air and he's just very open about all his experiences in the nfl from like his time in buffalo and like there was a time period where he was just getting pulled over by the buffalo cops like in the parking lot of the buffalo facility and they were just being like who are you like what do you live around here and he like he's like dude i'm on the billboard right there like what the fuck like he so he wanted he wanted out of there but he tells this story about um they had like played against a team that had a bad secondary. Russell was the game plan was for Russ to throw for like 500 yards and he didn't have that good a game, but Marshawn went off rush for like buck 25 as Marshawn said. And after the game, he wanted to call Russell and be like, Hey man, like I know you didn't have the game you wanted to have. Um, but I just want you to know, I have your back and I, you know, I expect you to have the same, like when I'm not running well, that's when I hope you're there to like throw five TDs and, and pull the team up behind you. And he didn't have Russell's number. So he called the player personnel guy on the Seahawks and said, Hey, can I have Russell's number? And he goes, okay, let me call you back. And then like 10 minutes later, the guy calls Marshawn back and he's like, Hey, did you get a call? And Marshawn's like, no. He's like, well, Russ says he called you. And it turned out Russell Wilson doesn't give any of his teammates his number. He calls them from a blocked number. So they won't have his number. And Marshawn tries to like explain this thing to him, which is supposed to be like a moment of kind of like camaraderie and bonding. And Russ does not even like process it. It's just like offended that Marshawn brought up that he didn't have a good game. And yeah, they had like no relationship. So just like a weird, he just doesn't have good interpersonal skills, it seems. And he didn't have a good ability for a quarterback, which like that's such a huge piece it of the game. Coddled. And was called yeah. and he's with protected boom, which are huge shit talkers. And the fact that like Pete seemed to try and shelter him. And then the, well, their whole like team's like, culture was about like radical accountability. accountability. Like if you fucked up it, a play in practice, they would all like shit on you and all like, you which know, roast you until you got for, better. by the way, not a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that feel, sounds, not, that sounds not, like a really not, shitty work environment for the record. They had a room that they called the Kumbaya room where they would like, if you had fucked up in a game in practice, they would take no coaches allowed. They would take you in there. And like the team would kind of like get a chance to be like, look, man, you really let us down today. And Pete was like, yeah, Russ isn't allowed to go in there. You're not allowed to do that to Russ. And so 
when they had that big moment in the Super Bowl where, you know, Marshawn should have got the ball. And instead, Russ throws a game losing interception on the one. Like, Pete was like, Yeah, you're not allowed to criticize Russ for that. And it, it imploded one of the best NFL teams that's ever been constructed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Russ largely mental around the whole game. I think Dax is more, in my view, at least at this moment, is more psychophysical. I think he's just like, I think he, between like the the loss of his athletic ability to run the ball, which is like no longer a threat, and that could be they're worried about him getting hurt or he doesn't have that athletic ability anymore after several lower body injuries, combine that with the change to his like ability to deliver a, a zip on the ball because of those injuries. Like the lower body is a huge piece of the equation when you're trying to step into like deep balls and like high velocity intermediate passes. That's where I see Dax issue. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, similar, definitely similar stories of like a guy that at one point there was calls for this guy to be, get some more love, you know, let, let Russ cook. I think there were people that for a time, like in the you know, 2020, 2021, we're starting to be like, Hey, like, Put the game on Dak's shoulders. Let him air it out. And on the other side of, you know, for us, the change to Denver, Dak, like 2022, now, it seems like their offenses are both being built around covering up their weaknesses rather than exploiting their strengths. It seems like Mike is trying to, like, do anything he can to not put the game in. And the 49ers, like, basically openly said, like, our, our goal was to just, like, do not let Pollard be the decider of this game. Like, put the ball in Dak's hands and make him air it out. Let him lose. Yeah, it's decidedly a depressing uh, game to come off of. We do. Shout out to us. Turpin, though, dude. Yeah. Also hurt. LVE also hurt. Dion I'm, Blanders also hurt. I'm uh, glad that uh, they said the LVE will come back this year, which I was surprised by. When, when I saw it was a neck injury. I thought that was it because the last time he got a neck injury, they were like, oh, he may never walk again. He may never play football again. And he came back and I was like, oh, you know, he's one neck injury away. Well, it sounds like he might be able to play again this year, which is a miracle. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm happy for that. I I think the defense, especially those linebackers are so thin that it's going to be. I don't know how we stop teams from just running at us, but um that overshot injury hurts football, now. Football does continue, unfortunately, for, for some of us. Uh, we do play, as alluded to, the Los Angeles Chargers boys. This is Goat's nemesis, uh, Justin Herbert at the helm. OC, former Cowboy OC, the Goat, Kellen Moore. Just a, a the boy pizza genius. Boy. Pizza boy genius out there. Um. Pretty shitty defense. Brandon Staley's on about as hot a seat as anyone. He's ripped off a couple wins. They're coming off of a bye week. They have a long break heading into this. We're playing when in you LA. Say ripped so... off. What? They've ripped off a couple wins. Two wins. As in like two gotten wins one two. Gotten two, two wins. Two very ugly last wins. Second yeah. interception <laughs> at the goal line. Yes. And also Kirk Cousins' awful clock management in the Vikings loss. So yeah, they're you know they they can't blow anyone out, which I guess is a good thing for us given that we only seem to play in blowouts we haven't had a game decided by one score yet um this one i think will be i don't know how you guys feel but uh kind of interesting i think austin eckler's back that's huge for them 
Keenan Allen's a stud at receiver, but the one thing they don't really have is a lot of speed, which I think is good for us because I think that's something that could be exploited against the Cowboys. Um, so I don't know. I, I I think the defense should rebound. Now, Justin Herbert, we always poke fun at, probably overrated, but very good, does not take sacks at a high rate. Um, that doesn't bode well for our defense flip side their defense has been pretty historically meh and pretty bad everyone seems to run on them at will we need a big pollard rushing game i haven't really felt him go off all season and like a real true pollard even, game. I mean, even he, his he was, like even his like good games have been quiet like he had like a 125 yeah. yard game that i would have like if you if i didn't look at the box score i would have told you it was a 75 yard game hey Traded away J.C. Jackson, who they gave all the money to. They're pretty that, beat up. At that corner. was rough, bro. Like their defense is pretty bad. They are a two and two team coming off of a bye. Uh, I'll throw it to you, boys. Who wants to take this one first? Prediction for the game. <sighs> we lose uh, thirteen to twenty-four. Wow! So Zach's going offense. I think the pain's just going to pile on. Mm. I really don't think this Chargers team is good. Um, you picked against them every week. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they literally came seconds from losing to a rookie-led Oakland Raiders team who may be the worst team in football. Um, and not like the Cardinals are the worst team. I mean, like legitimately the most devoid of talent outside of Devontae and Josh Jacobs. I will Jacobs. hand up. I no longer believe the Cardinals are the worst team in football. Yeah, they play hard. Cardinals go, dude. They go hard. Although um, I think the Josh Dobbs uh, train finally fell off the, the yeah, track yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the thing, man. Should the Cowboys beat the Chargers? Absolutely. Will they? Depends on which Cowboys show up. So I'm going to say the Cowboys win, probably convincingly. But I caveat that with saying if the if the fucking B team Cowboys show up like we've seen two times now, they'll get killed just like they have gotten killed both times. So I'm going to predict a win because I do think they'll bounce back. I think they've got they they've just got too much talent. Um, yeah, I'm going to say thirty to seventeen. Wow, if we get thirty, we must be turning the ball over. Yeah, it's it's defensive. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go twenty three twenty Dallas. I think they bounce back. Andy did point out after the the Cardinals Dak does have a crazy streak of bouncing back from his his worst games. Um, I I'm not saying sustainable or that it'll jumpstart him, but I do think that they they play better. Like that was yeah, such even, an emotional even in this down. period of like bad Dak years. He is eight and one in games after he loses. So yeah, what's the last time we lost back to back games? It has to have been a let me look twenty I'm gonna guess twenty twenty. Maybe they did it once in twenty. Did we not do it last year at all? I don't think so, because we had we, we didn't lose enough games to go to have eight because he's been he's seven and one. Or eight and one now. Let me look here. But I think they bounce back. I, I, I 
I I don't know. I, I, I do think it's just inevitable that they're an 11-win team, and that's just who they are. As I said, they're the bully on the playground that can pick uh, up. 2021, they lost to Kansas City 19-9, to and then the next week they lost to the Las Vegas Raiders 36-33. to Oh, the penalty oh, game. Yeah. Two yeah. fucking yeah. horrible <laughs> games, dude. Uh, one game where the offense was just absolutely lifeless, and then one where we scored 33 points, and just Anthony Brown just could not catch a break in overtime. Yeah. He got the fucking mm, PI call. That was stuff. horrible, man. God. But yeah, that since then, tough. we've never lost two in a row. Well, there you go. Um, so yeah, I think I think they do win. And I think if they lose at three and three, it gets pretty noisy. The, then they play the Rams, who are a bad, good team, I think. Um, or good bad team they're a good bad team they're a bad team but they're kind of good yeah they have enough um so we'll see that's where i'm at with it the only thing we skipped boys um i'm trying is to star love is star love goat star is it, love goat is, is it just turpin is, is turpin giving it getting it no i have one and i already okay. told zach and i know what i'm going turp do. baby turp turp ran a beautiful route he caught a a, a great ball okay Scored a touchdown. Good for Turp. Okay, Cavante Turp. The only touchdown the Cowboys scored was a play on a play that like was unusual for Mike. Can like, I, can I tell you I, a wild stat? Real by quick. all means, the Cowboys had ten points, less than two hundred yards of offense, eight first downs, and they had four explosive plays, four plays of twenty yards or more. And they still didn't pass 200 yards. That's crazy. If you take away those four plays, which the Cavante Turpin touchdown was one of them, they absolutely did nothing in this game on offense. I'll be honest, dude. The new Mission Impossible movie, pretty fun. Enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> Cruise, Cruise slaps always. I mean, an insane human being, but, you know. Yeah, absolute psychopath. Pretty sure every every year on his birthday they like take him to a private island and release like a bunch of leather clad gimps and he gets to hunt them. But great movies. Love Top Gun. Uh so Star Love Goat, Andy goes Cavante Turpin. That is the goat of the week. Love. What's the love of the week? I'm going with Turpin. Wow. The first love goat. First love of the goat year. of the year. I love that, guys. I love that, fellas. I love that for both of you. Now, my walk star star of the game, and I had to dig deep on this one. I had to dig deep. I've never done this before. The walk star star of the game. This is a first. No one has ever done this in Star Love Goat. It's Kyle Shanahan. Okay. And why it's Kyle Shanahan is because he proved to me thoroughly that we are not in the same weight class as them. We are not playing the same game that they are, and that I have no faith in this team winning a Super Bowl this year, and I can rip the Band-Aid off. So I, I thank him. I thank him for putting me out of my misery. Kyle Shanahan, you are the walk star star of the game. Thank you. Thank you. How do you feel about that, Zach? Makes sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it, honestly. It's 
Uh, I think we lost Andy. I think that was so shocking to his system. He just <laughs> bowed out. But that is the star love goat. We did have a love goat, the first love goat of the year. So, uh, and the first time an opposite player or coach has ever been selected. Actually, no, I take that back. You did select Bobby Johnson as the love of the game yeah. in week one. That was pretty sick for different reasons. So, you know, I, really I will, I will say this about a game like this. Um, you know, the day that I, uh, decided to fucking quit drugs and then i had enough that day was awful but in retrospect it's one of the most important days of my life you know it was the day that i saw my situation for what it was with clear eyes through the haze of the bullshit that i built around myself to protect my psyche from admitting that i had the issues that i had and it enabled me to build a, an actual solid foundation on which a, a, a rewarding, fulfilling life could be built. Hopefully, this is something similar for the Cowboys. Like the jolt of, of something like that is, is horrifying and painful, but a rock bottom moment is the first step towards your, your uh, eventual victory over that which has plagued you. So, hopefully, this is that. Well, cheers to your sobriety, sir. We always, we always love. Oh, dude, I'm, I, I got back on heroin as soon as we lost that game. So, we, in a way, <laughs> I thought it was going dark. I really <laughs> didn't think it was going dark for a minute. Was, I thought the darkest day of my life was when I got bitch. off drugs, but it's actually getting back on drugs, which was after this game. Dude, the podcast ends with my public suicide live <laughs> on the air. We get a ton of new listeners, though. You guys get a bunch of sponsorships. Wow. Can you guys believe Zach loves the Chargers? Mm, that's tough. It's a tough scene for Dude, Zach. I, I'm Speaking a Kelly fan. We are moving on to pod picks. Maybe that'll be fun talking about other teams. The Walkstar increasing his lead. I went nine and five this week in bets. Goat just staying at Kellen Moore or staying at Justin Herbert 500. Another seven and seven week crushing it in you'd love to see it and and the love just five and nine Mm, picked packers picked the rams picked the cardinals he picked the falcons all the falcons won so i know all teams Uh, that should have won that's what i mean six and eight six and eight that's my fault zach there you go six and eight we all picked the commies which is really funny they lost they're happy we we got our ass kicked because that was really embarrassing for them um yeah we all picked the bills who lost to the jags um I think Herbert was out there, dude, or not Herbert. Fucking Fields was out there, dude, against the commies. I got the Bengals. You both took the Cardinals. I got the Eagles. You both took the Rams. I got the Niners. You both took Dallas. I'm the only one who took the Patriots. That was my shitty take of the week. You'll get the Saints. Um, And then Zach's the only one who took the Packers. We got the Raiders somehow won that game, which was ugly last night. But, hey, a win is a win. So, good job, boys. Uh Zach is now in third place, Andy in second. I have a commanding lead. We'll see if that changes this week. Are you boys ready for pod picks? Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. Week six schedule. So my wife is watching uh, Doctor Who, and I just heard the theme song, so I started whistling. All right. Thursday night football. Shitty game. Maybe Decent, I don't know. Broncos at Chiefs. I think we're all on the Chiefs, but if one of you want to take the Broncos, I will open the floor up now. 
No, the Broncos are bad. I'm good, and Chiefs. I think Sean Payton hates Russell Wilson. <laughs> Dude, he looked so mad in that game. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm really enjoying the Sean Payton shit-eating tour that he's on right now. I did enjoy Nate, Nathaniel Hackett and, and Zach Wilson taking it to him last week. That was that great. Was, that was great stuff. All right, so we're all on Chiefs. Next game, London, a third London game. Ravens playing the Titans. Ravens coming off an embarrassing loss to the Steelers. Ugly, ugly game. Seven credited drops. Dude, that Nelson Aguilar drop is one for the ages. You know, Andy, I said the Bills are like the Cowboys. Maybe the Ravens are the Cowboys. Like whenever you're ready to believe in the Ravens. Well, I don't know. But whenever you're really ready to believe in them, they, they let you down. Maybe that's an apt that Nelson Aguilar drop. I had to rewind my TV and watch it again because I was because I at first I didn't see it was Aguilar. I was just like, oh, that's such a horrible drop. And then on the replay, I saw it was Aguilar. I was like, of course it is, dude. I can't believe he's still in the league for real. Yeah, I didn't know he was on that team. Like he's a living meme. Like he's that getting, dude, he gets reps over Rashad Bateman, who they took in the first round two years ago. That's tough. Bro, there's that famous meme where that dude was like at a fire in Philadelphia, and he was like, they were throwing babies out the window, and he was catching them, unlike Aguilar, and like, not even a pause. For I would I would die if that if someone did that to me. If someone roasted me on TV while rescuing a child. Yeah, dude, at the scene of a of a, of a house fire rescuing children, dude. That's as low as it gets. Mm, Nelson snags galore. Mm. Um, so yeah, Ravens Titans. Gosh, I I hate picking the Titans. They're they they win so ugly. I'm going Ravens. I think they'll win this one. Ravens. I'm going Ravens too, but I don't like it. They're also really good off of a loss goat, which is like the Cowboys. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Definitely going Ravens. Right. We'll put them in the parlay. All right. Next game, noon o'clock. Dolphins hosting the Panthers. Let's just all say the Dolphins and get this. Give me Mikey McDee, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this one's going to be a both Dolphins. They are 15-point favorites right now. Um, Texans-Saints, interesting game. Two shit teams, but I kind of entertaining. Texans let us down last week, Go. That was a close one. Falcons beat them out. I, I'm just going to keep fading the Saints. I just don't trust them. I'm taking the Texans again. I think I'll take the Texans as well. I think uh, the Texans almost won last week. I think they'll win this week. The Saints Stroud are bad. Derek Carr is bad. Stroud Stroud is, is he's bad. fun, man. Yeah, they, they beat the Patriots 34-0. to That was a ass-whooping. Uh, the Patriots have now lost, I think, 79-3 to or something the last three weeks, or 69-3 to the last two weeks. So, Yeah, also, I'm going to have to go Texans as well. Ooh, we're all in agreement, a pod pick. All right, Zach, we'll start with you on this one. Falcons, your team hosting the commies. Falcons. Starting to believe in Ritter? Did you see his first 300-yard game? Yeah, no, I just don't believe in the commies. Yeah, they did lose to the Bears, which is pretty Yeah, that's, that's a bad sign, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the quarterback, the Falcons wouldn't be that bad of a team. Agreed. They should trade us uh, London and... Bijan for Dak. And just straight hits. up. 
than what we just, we start Trey. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why you say that. We have Cooper Rush. Oh, tight. Oh, man. Um, Goat, who are you on? Are you on Falcons or Commies? I'm going to say Falcons. I think I'm taking the Commies, but I don't really believe in them. I just think if they lose, it might be the end of Ron Rivera, and he's going to hold on for dear life. Um, next game is Jags-Colts. Kind of sneaky good. The AFC South is pretty bad, but fun bad. Yeah. Uh, but give me Jags at home. I think T-Dog, best game of the year last week. I think they kind of figured it out. Ridley looks to be figured out. Yeah, I'm not out. convinced. Uh, I, I, I think Richardson's fun. I'm not he convinced he hurt. can finish a game. Yeah. yeah, he's out now. It's Minshew. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, team. then definitely give me the Jags. Yeah, they, they announced a like, grade three AC joint or something. He's going to miss Ooh, four weeks or something. That which sucks. Because I had a rookie yeah. of the year bet on him, and that is dead. Now, yeah, so. go with Jags. Uh, I'm back on on T-Dog entirely. Yes. God, I love it, Zach. T-Dog. That brings us to Seahawks-Bengals. Another sneaky game, guys. Bengals looked Finally, a little better last week. Is anyone buying it in? Jamar back. Jamar balled last week. Can he ball hard enough to defeat the Seahawks? They're in Cincinnati. I think they'll win. I think I'm going Bengals. Okay. Z Love? I'm I'm not buying it. I'm going Seahawks. Okay. I'm also going Bengals. Um, I just think – I don't think the Seahawks' defense can do much, so I'm taking Bengals. Um, that leads us to Bears-Vikings. Gosh, this is interesting. Justin Jefferson is out IR. Uh, there's a talk if they lose that Kirk Cousins is getting traded at the deadline. This feels like a make-or-break game for their entire season. And all that said – I'm rolling with the hot bears, baby. Give me Fields Mania. He is back. I'm going Vikings because I want the Bears to lose enough games to trade us Fields. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm going with Vikings as well. Over the prudent play, I I can't believe I'm picking the Bears. But uh, I don't know. I think the Vikings might be dead. So. All right, 49ers-Browns. Uh, how, how, how fucking depressed will you be if the Browns just throttled the Niners, like 40 to nothing? The Browns might have the best defense in the NFL. Um, of course, I thought that before we played the Niners, and then they pushed our shit in. But there also might not be starting Watson. I just think you got to take the Niners. I mean, it's the Niners. Yeah, I'm taking Niners. They will lose eventually. I just don't know if it's this week. Raiders hosting the Patriots. Two just awful, awful teams, guys. I, I don't I'm even, taking the Raiders because they have the some Raiders. talent. The Patriots are in full free fall. Yeah, it's bad. I, I'm doubling down. Not doubling down, but yeah, I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, I, I mean, is this the end of Belichick? Does he survive this season? Yes or no? Does he survive this? Does he make it? Does he re- 
is he the coach of the Patriots next season? That's all I'll put it. No, I don't think so. Um, not without like they will put a GM in place over his head if I was to say I think, these days. I know I feel like they're gonna keep him, but yeah, they're going to meet if they're not already. It's gonna be very clear who's gonna replace him at the start of next season. Like he's just being kept on to manage a little bit. That's how I view it, and that's just and he won't get and he won't get fired. He'll resign. No, no, like no. they'll come to a mutual yeah. They won't fire him. They'll just they'll let him walk away. Take Bill Belichick to the Cowboys, replace Mike. I don't, Thoughts? Gosh, I don't. I think you have to go young in today's NFL. I agree. Oh, also, yeah. I don't think Bill Belichick would ever fucking work with Jerry Jones. But no, and it's it, it, the answer is Lincoln Riley. Like Lincoln, we, said, we wanted we Lincoln, Lincoln. I would. I would throw a parade if he can we, we said we wanted lincoln when we hired mike mike was an underwhelming hire the results regular season wise have been tremendous but we haven't advanced we should have just done lincoln to begin with go get lincoln jerry the results cliff kingsbury <laughs> oh dude that would be decided that uh be so on for cliff. <laughs> and we keep dak we re-up dak and bring in dak and cliff no, sick. we trade the Cardinals Dak straight up for Kyler. <laughs> Cliff wants him again. And Kyler's like, dude, I don't even like football. Football's gay. You guys ever played COD? He's he, he only he only wants to play for the Cowboys because Jerry owns that that esports team. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. What where were we at? Oh, Bucks, Lions. Dude, and how about the blue collar renaissance of Baker Mayfield, dude? Dude, people are like, this Baker guy is a hard worker, dude. I love it. I think people love. I think Baker's like a shitty player, but I think people love playing with him. Like his teammates, I legitimately think love playing for Baker. I just yeah. think he's not great, and I think the Lions. I still think they're fool's gold. I know everyone's ranking them in front of Dallas, and rightfully so. They have better wins than us. I just, I just, I. I'm still not a believer in it, boys, but I do think they have an identity. They know what they want to do. They're going to pound the rock. They have pretty good wide receivers, and their defense, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is they for real hit on him. He's a stud. Um, so, anyway, all that said, I'll take Lions over Bucks. Uh, who's home? Bucks. Bucks. Wow. Oh. I, I want to take Bucks, but. I can't. I have to stay with Lions. They're just a better team. I think I'm going Buccaneers, dude. I like the I like the upset. I just I can't bring myself to do it because I keep doubting the Lions and they keep rubbing it in my face. So all right, Rams Cardinals. We have a little NFC West showdown. Uh I think the Rams, the Cardinals play tight, but I just think I yeah. Cooper I agree. Cup's back and Call or you know Stafford looks pretty decent. I I'll take the Rams. Give me give me the McVeighs. Yeah, I agree. Rams. Right. Brings us to Eagles Jets in MetLife. Jets, straight up. Love, love it, Zach. I'm on. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with I'm with him on that one. Give me the Jets. <laughs> like. Bad teams that can surprisingly every now and then occasionally maybe play well. The Eagles are going to lose to one of them. Who did they beat this week? Oh, they beat the Rams. I didn't watch much of that game, to be honest. Um, it was close. 
Yeah, they're all close. They can't blow <laughs> anyone out anymore. I just think Zach Wilson against that Jalen Carter is going to shit his pants. So yeah, I'll probably, take but whatever. Take the birds, bird gang. And then Sunday night football. I can't believe they put the Giants on Sunday night football again. Giants, Bills, I assume I mean, the, we're all the on. The Bills it. should just roll them, but you never know. The Bills are weird. I was going to say, I think, yeah, Bills aren't really good, but it's not going to be the Giants. It's not going to be the Giants at all. Definitely Bills. Giants about to move to one in six if they lose, by the way, or one in five if they lose, by the way. Dude, they just must not be using Paris Campbell correctly, dude. <laughs> I think Danny Dimes is hurt, by the way. I think I love that roll post out. I saw the other day. Tyrod and Tyrod wins the game. On their, uh, on their subreddit, some guy was like, did I buy this jersey stupidly? They're not even using this guy. And it was the Jalen Hyatt jersey. And like all the posts were like, why the fuck did you buy a third round rookie's jersey? Where did you even get that? <laughs> like, uh, that's pretty funny. Speaking of third round rookies, Andy, um, I think I'm ready for Tolbert to start eating Gallup snaps a little bit. Just want to just, just to see it a little bit. All right. Okay. Just want to put that out there. All right, boys, uh, that is Pod Picks. That was Star Love Goat. That was a review and a recap. It, uh, If you came here for pure schadenfreude, I always say that wrong, Goat. Okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, so everyone who tails us, uh, what is the pod parlay? God, that always tries to catch my ass on this. All right, it's Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins. Texans, Jags, Niners, Raiders, Rams, Bills. All right. You get that, Zach? Yeah, it's going to make us all rich. One of these days, baby. One of these days. Rode some good luck. All right. Uh, We came to you Tuesday. Andy said he was sick last week. I think he was just contemplating a different life. No, we've traveled to North Carolina. We took AJ on a plane for the first time, which was an adventure. But, uh, yeah, I caught something, like, on the flight there, the flight back, and I felt like ass yesterday, which, you know, I I actually felt like shit during the game, which made it, like, ten times worse to be, like, I had, like, the chills and the body aches and everything. I was watching us get our ass beat in the first quarter. I was like, you know what? Nah, Mission Impossible. All right, last thing before we close it out, I'm going to ask you guys right now, takes on the record, is Dak Prescott the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys in 2025? Two years from now? Yes, because I think he will be next year. Fuck, man. I don't think he should be, but uh, knowing the Cowboys, probably. I just don't think they'll eat that cap hit. That's what I don't think they're risky enough to, to just blow it up. They would rather win 10, 11 games and keep people interested in them. Sort of a Philip Rivers comp I gave you for him, by the way. Yeah, man. I'm going to say no. I I think, you know, this game is the first time I've seen just about everyone decide, or at least say that they're done with Dak. I see a lot of, there have been previous games where Dak was pretty bad. 
most time it just saw people be like, eh, I don't know. And honestly, it's not a democracy. We don't get to vote. You know, it's going to be whatever the front office wants. But I do think that especially again, Jerry Jones, he's going to – they're be more willing to do something drastic if everyone's fucking booing him all the time. That doesn't Will he get booed? That's an interesting one. I think I, from what I'm seeing from just the fans, they were chanting, "We want Trey at the game." Yeah, really? Like, Damn, people, I missed that. I'm not seeing anyone saying that he's good anymore. I mean, it's gonna come back, but I just struggle with, and this is where me and Andy push back on because there's an intelligent way to talk about Dak without calling him the sh- like when people start saying he's worse than Danny Dimes and worse than Sam Howe that's where I'm like all right let's be realistic about him like if we can have an honest conversation and say he's not the answer for them winning the Super Bowl that's fine but we don't need to slander him all the way down to a bottom tier of the NFL that's where yeah, I that's start getting insane. defensive mm-hmm. um but that said, yeah, it was uh, it was tough. So Zach says no. Andy says yes. I'm going to say reluctantly yes, too. Because like Ben pointed out to me today in text, like last like bold move this franchise made was to trade a first for Amari Cooper. Yeah. That was five years ago. What, yeah. I was going to ask Zach, what's the if you can name one, what's the biggest move Dallas has made post Amari? I guess like reselling him for a six rounder, probably. Uh, it was a fifth, <laughs> sir. Sorry, like that's probably their less biggest move is getting rid of players. Yeah, all their other yeah, like, bold, that and like cutting guys. That I was about to say, like when it briefly looked like we had re-signed almost everyone on our offense a couple years ago before Randy Gregory left. That was one time. It's like, oh shit, they actually did that. Which isn't even a surprising move. It's just moving money around. But them choosing Gallup post injury over Amari does look bad and bad. More yeah. Than and look, we liked Gallup. Me and Andy, we called him Baby Des. It's just he was really good, but pre-injury, like another thousand yards, his second year in the NFL. Like that's hard to do. But maybe Peterson just doesn't look there. What? Maybe I got the name wrong. I forgot who, who the old. Uh, Lineman we got who's played on the Eagles. Oh, oh Jason, Peters. Jason Peters. Peters. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't Maybe. pay anything for him. No, I mean, but I mean, you're not left with much. They just like outside of Amari Cooper, they have not brought in outside talent to this team that has not been from the draft. And they tried I mean, it this year like, with Gilly and Cooks. And I don't know. I, I still think those were good moves. It's just they either have no idea how to use Cooks or he's not the, the same guy he was a few or ago. or they do know how to use him and like that can't make the throws like damn goat saying that now that's tough he is staring down his reads real bad it's not his first read the first throw of the game was pretty tough where he like threw it two yards high of ferguson i was like Gosh. no that was on schoon which schoon. don't get me wrong bad throw the fact that a snap a premier snap in this game, Schoon was the fucking <laughs> first read. Makes me fucking angry. The guy deserves zero snaps. Yeah. First thing goes out, gives you a, a game that Schoonmaker will never have. Let me just be clear. There will never be a time where Schoonmaker has seven catches for 77 yards. In the in the history of football, it will or never Or Kittle had three catches for 63 and three TDs. Yeah, never. And yet, 
Mike just fucking loves Schoonmaker, dude. It's like every time you get down to the red zone, it's like, all right, first of all, let's just throw a ball at Schoonmaker so he can drop it. Then on second and goal, we'll try something else. <sighs> yeah, it was tough, man. Tough game. Uh, tough place to be with the franchise, but the boys will Lincoln, be boys. Devontae Adams, Shadur. There's the keys. All at once. Damn. I think if they trade for Devontae, they're for sure not going tank. But anyway, boys, uh, as I said, tough season, but we will continue to be here. Anyone got closing thoughts here? You know, there's we've we've said it all. Um it sucks, man. It sucks. It hurts. And it's one of those times where I wish I didn't give a shit about football. I wish I wish the Dallas Cowboys were to me what like Texas Tech football is or the Dallas Mavericks, like a team that I like like, but like zero emotional weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when they lose, I'm just like, uh, you know, that sucks. And then I move on. But unfortunately, it ruins like basically the next 72 hours. I know, buddy. I know. And uh, hopefully they give us something to be semi-excited about and just put the blinders on and, and celebrate a, a win over Kellen Moore. I would love for that would be fun. I would enjoy that. I would love if DQ just shuts his shuts his door. That'd be sick. that'd be great. You know, this is a big year for the Gatelli family. This this section of the Gatelli family, for the first time in the history of the family, we are not doing Thanksgiving in Richardson at my grandparents' house. I am hosting Thanksgiving, which is a big Ooh. a big moment in your adult life when you get to be Thanksgiving house. And so, I hope that the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving is worth watching. You know, I hope we're not some fucking group of bums that are not even worth turning on after we eat. So, we'll find out. Oh, but as always, thank you for tuning in to listen. I know some people probably were anxiously awaiting this pod for the tears and the regret and the mea culpa. If that's what you came for, I hope you got what you came for. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a rating. It helps us climb the charts on iTunes, on Spotify, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to uh, tell us that we're wrong, and uh, Dax still is the guy. Reach out to uh, our Twitter slash X expert, Ben Walker, over on BWBB Pod. Uh, he loves engaging with the fans. Shout out over there. Uh, and we will be back next week after the Cowboys take on the formerly San Diego, now the 12th most popular team in Los Angeles, the Chargers. I think they get to use the field after the LA Galaxy finish with their game so that's fun as always i'm andy atelli benjamin walker zachary love this has been boys will be boys take it easy